And welcome back to Kidman Talk. This is your host, Carl Bastian, coming to you live, or, okay, I guess I'm not coming to you live on a podcast, but I'm alive, you're alive, Jesus is alive, and I'm coming to you from Kidology.org. Hey, today I'm going to be answering a question I get a lot. People say, hey, Carl, what are the technology things that you use to keep on top of the children's ministry? Because let's face it, those of us in children's ministry leadership, we tend to be visionaries, creatives, great teachers, and yet children's ministry is one of the most intensive and most demanding administrative jobs in the entire church. So how do I do it? I'm going to let you know what tools I use to try and stay on top of it all. And I say try because I'm probably never actually on top of it all. I'm also going to let you know about our sponsor today, a brand new technology for kids and families called the Etherlight, and I'm excited to tell you a little bit about that. So, grab your iPhone, your Android, your tablet, your iPad, your computer, whatever tech you have, and let's talk Kidman. Well, I don't have to tell you that technology drives our lives today. I mean, I remember when I used to explain to people what an email was when I first started Kidology, and people have to sign up for an email in order to benefit from Kidology. Well, we've come a long way from that. Email drives our daily existence, if we're not careful, if we don't manage it. And technology is everywhere. You are living it. And sometimes it's a matter of turning some of it off, deleting some of it, and not attempting to be on top of all of it. But today... Today I'm going to talk about the technology that I do use in order to try and stay on top of the children's ministry. Because as you know, children's ministry is demanding. You've got emails and voicemails and, and meetings and texts and Facebook and all these things constantly calling out to you and demanding your time and demanding your energy. And you can be driven by the tyranny of the urgent. And, but you can use technology as a friend. It doesn't have to be your enemy. It can be something to help you manage and control your life. And so I'm going to share with you just six things that I have found that are really helpful to me. But at the beginning, I want to tell you two things. First, I want to tell you, you've got to check out the Etherlight. This is a brand new game for kids, and it has been in development for years. You've probably seen their awesome displays at some children's ministry conferences that you've been, been with, been to. Well, I have been uh, playing this with my son, and we're really enjoying it. The Ether Light, it's called the Chronicles of Resistance. It's an online, interactive game and community where kids are kind of living a parable of the Old Testament. Now, Ether Light, if you're listening, it's theetherlight.com, and Ether Light is A-E-T-H-E-R light.com. But just click in the show notes or um, or Google it, and, and you'll find it, and it's fantastic. The art Artwork's amazing. The, the play is exploratory and fun. And um, there's it, the music. I mean, there's just so much cool about it. I don't want to give it away, but it's it's kind of like one of those choose-your-own-adventure books, only digital, where you get to go around and, and you look for things, and you and there's some games, and, and uh, you're going on this adventure, and um, it's addicting, and, and it's fun. And, and my own son and I are having a blast playing it together. So check out the Etherlight, and um, encourage the kids at your church to check it out. It's very affordable. It's very fun. And in fact, you can even get started playing for free and um, just to kind of get a taste with it. The other thing I want to let you know right at the beginning is kind of up front uh, uh, an admission. Now, most of you, if you follow Kidology, follow me, you know this admission is that I'm a Mac guy. All right. So a lot of the things I'm going to share 
come from a Mac perspective. But hey, I'm not an anti-PC guy. I, I just love my Mac and I love my Apple technology. But many of the things that I talk about, in fact, many of the products I'm going to talk about, they are Mac or PC um, compatible. So you use what you like and what works for you, and I'm totally cool with that. But I have found in my own experience that the way the Mac products all integrate and work together, um, I just love that. So I've got everything from the Mac computer to the iPads to the iPhone all the way to the Apple Watch. But I'm not even going to talk about the Apple Watch because I know that's kind of a niche thing for us you know, Mac crazy people. But I do want to share with you some things that I have found that I think are essential and incredibly helpful. The first one is Dropbox. I am a huge fan of Dropbox, and I'm not talking about the free account. I think you need to fork out some dough and lay it down and and get their um, paid service so you get a ton of space. I'm not going to quote what you get and all that because they could change it, but you get a lot of space for that basic um, fee, and it's worth it. And what I do with Dropbox, I actually have a business account, and so I have unlimited space, and so my whole team can use it, and it's great, the business account, because it interacts with both, um, you can have your personal and your work Dropboxes and kind of keep those worlds separate. And um, it's there's a discount if you're a nonprofit. So if you if you get this through your church or something, be sure to look into that nonprofit uh, discount for the business accounts. But Dropbox is the best of all the online storage, and and the reason is is it keeps a copy of your files physically on your computer. I know physically is a funny word when you're talking about electronic documents, but you don't have to be online to access your files like you do with with other services that are out there. But they're synchronized between all your devices. If you've ever lost data, Dropbox is something that eliminates that possibility because you could you could drop my computer uh, I could drop my laptop in a river uh, my iPad could be stolen I cannot lose my files because I keep all my files in Dropbox and so I can go to any computer I can go to any device I have and I can pull them up now on an iPad they're not actually on there then they do get downloaded um, but I have access to them everywhere. Plus, you can share folders for collaboration, or you can just send download leaks. I don't even send attachments to anybody anymore because attachments can be large and they can clog people's email. They have to wait for it to download. I just send a, a Dropbox link so that they can download the file um, at their convenience and when they want to do it. And they don't have to be a Dropbox user to use a Dropbox download link. So. It's a great tool for collaboration, for sharing, for security of your files. And there's one little hidden feature that a lot of people don't know. In fact, I made a YouTube video, and I will link that in the show notes, that describes this kind of, I don't know if it's a secret, but it's really hidden and hard to get to. But buried down in the preferences is something called Selective Sync. And Selective Sync and it allows you to choose what you want synchronized on your computer, which means you can have a folder called Backup or files you don't use anymore, but you want to keep safe. And you can just create a folder, you can put them all in there, and after they sync, you go to Selective Sync, and you just uncheck that folder. It will stay in the Dropbox cloud, it will stay available on all your devices, but if it's multiple gigabytes, it's not going to use up that that space on your computer. I love that because with my MacBook Air, um, the hard drive's only like 500 gigabytes, and my Dropbox files are over a terabyte, and so I, I can't, I don't have room for all those files. So I go into Selective Sync on my laptop, and I say, what files do I really need to have access to on my laptop, even if I'm offline, if I'm working on an airplane or something, and then if I need something, if I'm online. 
online, I can go online to Dropbox.com and I can download a copy of that file and I can work on it and I can edit it and I'll just re-upload it um, and I would just change the version name so there's not a conflict between the files and it works fantastic. So I would really encourage you to check out Dropbox. If you are using um, the free service, um, then you're going to have to manage your files and that can be kind of a pain. But even if you can't afford uh, to pay for Dropbox, then encourage others. They'll give you an affiliate link and you can earn bonus space as other people sign up with your affiliate link. And um, that's something uh, that you can do as well. So that's the first one, Dropbox. If you have questions about how it works, uh, drop them in the discussion linked with this podcast or just Google it. You're sure to find the answers. And their support team is amazing. The second thing I want to tell you about is a website called Trillo.com. It's T-R-E-L-L-O.com, and this one's free. Now, I'm a big believer if I use a free service and I find it has value to my life, I like to pay for it. I, I just As my own ministry, Cadelge.org, is sustained by those who support the ministry by shopping on our site and, and becoming members. If, if I enjoy something, even if the free is enough for me, I, I upgrade. So I upgraded to, and I forget what they call it, it's a, it's a basic paid level. It didn't actually give me a whole lot more features. I could do custom backgrounds and there's these sticker icons. I don't use any of that. I just really wanted to support them because I don't want them going out of business. Uh, but Trillo is amazing. It's basically a checklist website that um, it, it also integrates between all your devices. So you can download the Trillo app on your phone and your tablet. And then on a website, you can open it up there and you can make all these boards with lists. And the cool thing about it is you can drag and drop these to-dos between different boards. And you can collaborate. You can share a checklist. I've got a shopping list um, board with my wife. So on our devices, we can put, hey, what, we have a board for Walmart, a board for Costco, and a board for you know whatever different types of stores, a Home Depot. And then as we think of things we need, we can throw them on that board. And whoever's shopping can go into our Trillo board and kind of see who's... Um, you know, if any, if the other person has put anything on the shopping list, we can check it off. I basically use the the the, the little space you know for to dos and things, and yet it's really powerful. If you click into it, and you can attach pictures. Um, there's all kinds of, of of added features, but I just love it. it's where I manage my to dos and my lists and things like that. And the integration between all my devices means I can put something on my phone. Later, if I'm working on an iPad or something, poof, um, it just appears there. So you're going to love to check out Trillo.com, and it is free. While I always encourage supporting something you use, there's really nothing gained um, by paying um, unless you really want to get into some stuff that I'm not even going to explain in here. It integrates with all kinds of other websites and stuff. I use none of that. I just use the the boards and the lists, and um, and it's fantastic. So Trillo would be the second one to check out. Now, the, the next one is called Basecamp. And Basecamp is a complete management tool. And it does cost, doesn't cost a lot. I run my entire children's ministry with Basecamp and I run Kidology through Basecamp in separate accounts. But they even let you use a single login between the two accounts. For the church, I'm paying, I think, $24 a month. Kidology, we've got a lot of more files. We've been using it for a while. I think we pay a little more. They also have a nonprofit discount. But Basecamp eliminates managing your ministry through email. 
because it's hard to follow those threads. It's hard to lose emails. And so there's messages in there with discussion threads. There's to-dos. There's calendar. There's what they call write boards, which is basically like a whiteboard um, where you can save information. Um, we use Basecamp Classic where you can actually do time tracking on projects. Um, and that helps if you have staff that want to track their hours. Um, but it eliminates so much of the miscommunication effect. I have to train my staff to train me, put it in Basecamp, because often I find myself just texting, you know, something to a team member to, to do, and, um, and if they forget, well, it's like, well, did you message me on Facebook? Did you text me? Did you say it in person? Um, and and it, it, we, we have all this communication, like, all over the place, and so we're trying to pull it all in and say, man... Let's manage this through Basecamp. And depending on how big of a thing you buy, it's how many projects you get. So we have a VBS project. Everything about VBS is in there. Song selections, um, videos. You can upload files. We're collecting all of our worship songs in there and, and the list of what songs occur, which are retired, which are new ones. We can upload the videos and share those. And then you can control who has access to which project. So you can have uh, privacy where I have a project for each of my ministry areas that only I and the leader and my admin are part of. And, of course, my boss, I give him access to everything at the church. So if he really wants to know what's going on in the children's ministry and conversations, discussions, and plans, um, he can just log in and, and jump around and, and get answers to his questions that way. So it's an amazing project ministry tool. There's a little bit of a learning curve on it, but at the end of the day, it is so worth the investment of time and money because everything is stored and saved. And when you redo projects, you can bring back an old project. You can archive projects when you're done so that they don't count against your project number. And you'll get creative. You'll learn how to do multiple things under one project. So you might just have a, a project that's outreach events instead of a whole project for each outreach. And then under those, you can have to-dos and messages that relate to, to that particular outreach event. So that's phenomenal. But then I want to move into my fourth one, and this is communication. We live in a day that people want instant communication. And so I'm a big believer in Skype. I love Skype. Um, used to kind of use instant messenger along with Skype, but Skype has since uh, added free group conference calling, so video conferences. But I just have it open on my computer, and we use it for chat. We use it for quick answers or sending links back and forth between team members. Of course, there's an app on the on your device, and so you can use the app there, and it's great. And another one I'm going to put right in there with Skype. So I'm just I'm still on number four is a website called GroupMe.com. This is for group texting, and this is amazing. I have a GroupMe text group for all of my staff at my church. And it takes some discipline to you know only use it for things that relate to everybody. Um, because sometimes if we get into one-on-one -on -one back and forth, then I challenge my team, all right, now we need to move into just texting each other. But for, for broadcasting things that the whole team needs to know, it's it's fantastic. And so um, check out GroupMe. I have several groups that, that I use that for and it enables quick and easy group texting because while the Apple iPhone does a great job with group texting, if people in my group are on an Android, um, they don't it's not compatible. And so when they reply, it ends up replying just to me and not to the group. But what GroupMe does is it assigns a unique phone number to that group and to each individual. And so they end up adding it to the address book. And if they just want to email that team, they just text that for him. Like I've got kids rock 
team. That's my leaders at the church. And I just text that group and it goes to everyone. If they reply, it comes back to everyone. And it's pretty cool. So communication, I use Skype and I use GroupMe and they're great. Number five is not going to be anything new to you. It's going to be social media. And that's Facebook and Twitter. And um, I use them for basically three reasons. And I love alliteration. They all start with the letter S. Number one is stay connected. Facebook and Twitter help me stay connected with friends, um, with colleagues, with what's going on in the Kidman world. And so I really encourage um, that staying connectedness. I also use it for sharing life, sharing links. You get a great deal. You get a discount code. You download an awesome app. I, I'll share those things through Twitter or Facebook. And I've got a, I kind of have a separation between what I share on Twitter and what I share on Facebook. And in general, Facebook tends to be more personal, um, family-related. Twitter tends to be more professional, colleague-related. You know, if I read a really cool news article, I'll throw it out on Twitter. I won't necessarily put it on my Facebook page. And so uh, if you want to follow me on Facebook, I'm, I'd love to. It's facebook.com slash carl.bastion. Just send me a friend request. And as long as I can see your profile and make sure you, you're someone related to children's ministry and you're a Christian, then I will accept that friend request. If, if I just can't get a clue um, from a person's uh, public page, then, then I as I don't because I don't know if it's real or, or spam. Send me a message. That's a great way. And on Twitter, I'm simply at Kidologist, and uh, you can follow me there, and I'd love to keep in touch with you. The third thing from staying connected, sharing life, the last is supporting others. I love using Twitter especially, but also Facebook to encourage people um, to say way to go, to be interactive because we don't live on islands. We're doing this together. And so it's great to be able to encourage each other, strengthen each other, and use social media to do that. Another advantage to Facebook is having a closed group. We as a closed group in our children's ministry that we only approve, my staff or admins, they can approve people, but they have to be a volunteer or a parent in our ministry. That way we can post pictures of kids and, and events and things without um, putting them out there for the whole World Wide Web and the whole Facebook community. And um, you can create groups for different events. I've got a Facebook group for Yosemite Summit guys that have been on the summit or going in the summit. We can ask questions and, and interact, and it's a safe, closed community for prayer requests and things. And um, it's a lot of fun. So uh, look into groups. Don't create too many groups, but it's great to have groups that uh, that have a defined purpose and uh, enable you folk. Now, a group is actually better than a page because pages, everyone was into getting likes on their pages over the past few years, but Facebook has changed their rules. And if you post something to a page, like we have a Kids Rock page, it maybe gets one or two people a month seriously looking at it. And that's really for people checking out your church. So we do put things about upcoming events and stuff like that. Um, but a page is people uh, who liked your page don't automatically see what you post. In fact, it'll even, it'll even show you, you know, that this was pushed out to 10 people and you could have a thousand likes and Facebook will push it out to 10 or 20 people, seriously, because they want you to buy advertising. They want you to promote those posts. But groups are different. Groups are more like following a friend because when you post to a group, it does go into their feed and it does let them know uh, that something new has been posted to that group. So groups are much more effective and much more powerful for communication and for keeping in touch and for sharing and things. And uh, I manage a bunch of those. I've got an Awana Game Time group that's for anyone interested in games and children's ministry. You don't actually 
actually have to have an Awana club. Uh, but you could check that out. It's called It's Game Time in Awana. If you're a guy in Colorado, I run a Colorado Kidman Guys group. It's just a place for guys to connect. Um, we get together every now and then, and we can share some different things. And, uh, and I mentioned some of the other groups, so it's powerful. The last thing I'm going to share with you on this short podcast is something I have found to be fantastic for my ministry, and it's simply Amazon Prime. I mean, I am a huge fan of Amazon Prime. It costs a very small amount each year, but then you get free shipping on tons of stuff. So the membership fee is completely paid for in shipping savings. And I order so much through Amazon because they're so good about returns. If something comes, it doesn't work, the quality's not great, they will pay the shipping to send it back. And so having the apps on my phone, I'm out some time and I think, man, I really need a padlock for this puppet case that's on my stage. And oh, I just grab my phone, I search, I find it, I find it a prime item, and boom, in two days, it arrives at my door. And, uh, of course, on top of that, you get Amazon Prime videos. And, and so if you're downtime, you can watch movies. It's kind of like Netflix. In some ways, I like it better than Netflix. And so um, it's pretty cool. So check out Amazon Prime. Uh, and that probably could be a church expense out of your church budget because it's covering shipping for things you're going to order for the church, and you may enjoy that. So that's just a few. Um, there's others out there. But if you've got Dropbox, if you're using Trillo, if you really want to manage your ministry and you're using base camp then you've got skype and group me for communication if you're active on facebook and and twitter and if you had to choose between one of those i'd choose facebook over twitter i've I've switched on that over the years and then amazon prime but i want to know what are you using what things have you found to be effective and helpful and helping you keep on top of things in your ministry and share those in the comments in our discussion associated with this podcast and then be sure to go check out the ether light and get your kids playing on that your own children the kids at your church because a lot of time and energy and resources and investors have poured into that and now it's finally available and uh, it's pretty awesome and i think you're going to agree when you check it out so until next time this is carl signing off from kidman talk the 84th episode of kidman talk and remember you can shape the show if there's something you'd like me to discuss or address let me know at carl at kidmantalk.com on twitter at kidman talk or at kidologist either will go directly to me until next time keep on keeping on